from WBEZ Chicago. This is Written Inside, stories about prison cells. Today, an inmate just wants to be left alone. The U.S. incarcerates over 2 million people, more than anywhere else in the world. What does it mean to be locked up, confined to a small space for 10 or 20 or 30 years? How does one get by? These stories are by inmates at Stateville Correctional Center, a maximum security prison an hour south of Chicago. Over a number of months, author and journalist Alex Kotlowitz worked with these inmates on these pieces. Each of these stories speak to everyday life in prison. Today's story is written by Marcos Gray. It's called The Refuge of a Recluse. I'm a recluse. By definition, that implies I don't like being around people. But the oddity of this situation is that I don't enjoy the feeling of being alone. It's just that I feel as if I should be alone. I'm not educated enough to pinpoint the psychological origins behind this, but I do know that prior to imprisonment, I knew several individuals who were murdered by so-called friends. So it just made sense to me to adopt an isolationist strategy. I figured that if those closest to you would betray you, then why allow anyone to get close? Or maybe it was because my biological father made me feel that I wasn't good enough for him because I'm darker than my siblings. He once told me, you probably ain't mine. I figured if I wasn't good enough for him, how could I be good enough for anyone else? Being a recluse, especially in prison, does simplify things. For 10 years, I didn't call my family, nor did I write them. I felt that they were content with my imprisonment. I'd ask myself, if they truly believed in my innocence, then why were they not trying to do everything, anything really, to effectuate my release? I was 16, so I confess my behavior was immature. I thought I was punishing them but it had the opposite effect of getting them accustomed to not communicating with me. They simply blew away like grains of sand in a sandstorm. I've pushed away fellow prisoners as well. Despite their invitations to join them on the yard, I've politely declined. When I see other prisoners, I greet them with a, what's up, bro? Or, hello. How you doing? But that's the extent of my interactions. It's as if I've taken a vow of silence. Part of it is I don't want to become infected by their gripes about the prison, which is mostly what the guys talk about. Don't get me wrong. I understand their need to express their disapproval of this place. But to do so incessantly is pointless. Because of my reclusiveness, the complexion of each day mimics the one before it. Every morning at 5.30 a.m., my cellmate, Antonio, wakes me. At 6 a.m., he heads out to work in the barbershop, so this allows me to exercise without him being in the way, or me being in his way, depending on how you view it. I construct an improvised barbell by tying a sheet to my property box that's filled with books. I also use it as a weight for bench pressing. 
This is every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. On Tuesdays and Thursdays, I do cardio and calisthenics. I jog in place and jump rope with an imaginary rope. This kills 90 minutes each day. After I exercise, I fix a bed sheet to the wall with a bunch of tape holding a string so that I can have the illusion of privacy as I wash up. A kind of bird bath, really, in the sink. I then wash the clothes I exercised in and hang them from a fan purchased at commissary by using my identification card clip. At about 7.45 a.m., I'm ready to eat breakfast, which consists of food purchased at the commissary usually grits, oatmeal, mackerel, or tuna. I also eat lunches and dinners in my cell, too, so I don't have to deal with other inmates in the dining room. After breakfast, I read my Bible and often ask God to help me get out of the shell I've placed myself in. After contending with God and myself, I devote the day to whatever legal endeavor I'm undertaking or an assignment from one of my classes, which is the only time I have interactions with other inmates outside of going to a healthcare pass or commissary. Antonio doesn't return until 1.30 p.m. So I'm alone for a large portion of the day. He and I have been cellmates for nearly a decade, longer than most. So I guess it was inevitable that he and I would get close He's the only person who I trust, but even that is shaped by my lens of reclusiveness. It was he who convinced me that I was sabotaging my relationship with my family. So I now call them weekly. Some people here think I'm aloof or that I think I'm better than them. I've been told this by other inmates. Interestingly, a number of guards have told me that they understood why I don't leave my cell One of them told me it's too much BS going on around the prison. I didn't respond because that's not the reason I isolate myself. It's rather simple. I don't believe I have anything to contribute, and I figure that the others are probably better off without me. I've contemplated going to the yard or to lunch or dinner. They serve us breakfast in our cells but I can't seem to do it. I just don't want to be around people. I keep remembering Antonio's look of disappointment as he sat on the sink with his feet on the lip of the industrialized toilet. He said, Marcos, you can't keep ignoring how unhealthy it is for you to be so secluded. You need to impart some of what God's given you to these guys around here. I nodded in agreement, but I'd rather keep that to myself. I simply tell him, I am who I am, and who I'm not, I will never be. And as it stands, I am not ready to forego being a recluse, because as miserable as it is, I am at least familiar with the misery it entails. The Refuge of a Recluse was written by Marcos Gray and read by actor Anthony Irons. The authors were part of a class taught by Jennifer Lackey, a philosophy professor at Northwestern University. Next time on Written Inside, a story about a cellmate 
who becomes a friend. He would laugh and call my compulsive nature a thing. That's your thing, he would say, laughing in his usual manner, loudly and out of control. I could only smile. Written Inside is a production of WBEZ Chicago. The stories were gathered and edited by Alex Kotlowitz with help from Jennifer Lackey. The producer is Colin McNulty. The executive producers are Joel Meyer and Ben Calhoun. Special thanks to Joe Dassault, our digital editor, Tricia Bobita, and our intern, Brady Guy. If you want to hear more about this project, you can listen to an interview with Alex Kotlowitz and Jennifer Lackey on our website, wbez.org slash written inside.